Crossroad International Church podcast. We're so glad you joined us. It is our prayer that God will use this message to bring comfort to those who are hurting, give hope to those who find themselves in what seems to be a hopeless situation, and to encourage the one who is struggling through a difficult season of life. For more sermon audio, resources, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit CICKuwait.com. We'd love to hear from you. Father, we thank you that other religions of the world can show people the burial site of the person they worship. But Father, I thank you today that all we can show the world is an empty tomb because we have a risen Savior. And that's why we're in this place this morning is to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Father, we thank you that in the world's eyes that this is April Fool's Day and the world thinks that we are all fools to be here at 5 o'clock in the morning to worship a resurrected Savior. But Father, I thank you that we have proof from your word and proof from history that the resurrection is real and it's true. I think of the words found in the Bible of Jim Elliot when they recovered his Bible from that village, that landing strip, that beach in South America. He is a fool. to give up those things that he cannot lose and Father we thank you today that the power of the resurrection is real and because Jesus rose from the dead that we can live a life for him Father we were here Friday morning and talking about the crucifixion Father, now as we prepare our hearts to come before your table, we ask that you would help us to remember what happened on that Good Friday. That body that was broken, that blood that was shed to pay the penalty that we could not pay. Father, I thank you in... You gave revelation to Paul and he said in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is my new covenant, or is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, 
you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And then he goes on to admonish us to examine ourselves to see if we are worthy to partake. And in ourselves, we are not. But because of the price that he paid, we are worthy because we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So I just want to ask you to take a moment and just bow your head and examine your heart and then we are going to come and partake of communion. Father, we just come to you once again and we thank you for the broken body and the shed blood of Christ that paid the price that none of us could pay. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, glad to see so many of you here. Um, we're kind of lopsided today, so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the view's out this way. I wasn't sure when we decided to do this that it would actually be daylight by the time we finished, but um, it is. Glad to see you. I looked around. I noticed during communion there's no one in their pajamas, so thank you for getting up early and getting dressed, and um, you're looking very smart today, and uh, we're excited. So turn with me, if you would, in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, and then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and then they returned from the tomb and told all of these things to the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them to be like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. I think it's interesting in this story that the apostles, the great men of God, the men of faith and power for the hour that God was going to use to change the rest of the world, were hiding in the upper room, afraid, and some brave women were going to the tomb to anoint the body, and I know in the custom that was the lady's job, but as a result of this, the first evangelist in the world was a group of ladies that first knew that Christ was risen. And I think that's exciting. Ladies, you need to say amen. God used you first 
to proclaim the gospel throughout the world, and he wants to continue to use you, and guys, we get to go along as well, amen? I just want to share with you a few things or reasons that the resurrection is important. I'm not going to take a long time. Uh, We shared some of this on Friday. But number one, the resurrection means that Jesus is who he claimed to be. John 11, 25 and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So Jesus claimed that he was the resurrection. He was the life. And because of the resurrection, it proved that he is who he claimed to be. As I was researching for this, it was interesting Uh, Some of you may have read a book by Josh McDowell, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He wrote that book trying to refute the um, claim of Christ, that he was the Savior. He's trying to refute the resurrection. And in all of his research, trying to prove that Jesus was wrong, he ended up with this book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict, that everything Jesus said was true and there was more evidence for the resurrection than just about anything else in history and he ended up giving his life to Christ. But the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses and I kept looking and I came across a pastor who was an atheist. He was the legal editor for the Chicago Tribune. He's a well-known pastor in the states and one day his wife came home and said honey I just gave my life to Christ I'm going to church now so he took his legal expertise and he took his journalism training and for two years he did research to prove that the resurrection was false and at the end of two years he bowed his knee to Christ because he said there was such overwhelming evidence of the resurrection that he had to believe what the man that rose from the dead said and he gave his heart to Christ. The resurrection proves that Jesus is who he claimed to be. John 14, 6, and Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Second, the resurrection means that Jesus has the power that he claimed to have. John 10, 17 to 18, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Listen to this. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This command I received from my father the resurrection means that jesus had the power that he claimed and if he had that power he said all authority and power is given unto me and now i give it to you and because of the resurrection we know that we have the power of god to live this life next the resurrection means that jesus did what he promised he would do 
Mark 10, 33 and 34. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priest and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, and they will scourge him, and they will spit on him, and they will kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Jesus promised the disciples that he would raise from the dead. And he kept that promise. The resurrection proves that Jesus keeps his promise. Read through this book. It is full of promises. And the resurrection proves that our God is a promise-keeping God. Any promise that God has made to you, He will keep it because of the resurrection. He did what He promised. Resurrection means that my past can be forgiven. Colossians 2, 11 to 14 in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out all the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. The resurrection proves that our past or means that our past can be forgiven. But there is something that we have to do. Jesus paid the price that we couldn't pay. He died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. Everything he's going to do has been done. But I have something I have to do. I have to believe in him, and I have to accept that gift, and then my past is forgiven. Jesus did what he's going to do. Now it's up to me. Do I believe in him or not? The resurrection means my present problems can be managed. My present problems. My past can be forgiven and my present problems can be managed. Ephesians 1, 15 to 20. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that their God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and is seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, 
but that which is to come. Because of the resurrection, Jesus gives us the knowledge, the understanding, the power of how to deal with our everyday situation right here. Many of you are leaving this place this morning and you're going to work and you're going to face some situations that you may not know how to solve them. But Jesus, because of the resurrection, gives us the power in the Holy Spirit to deal with our everyday situation and circumstances in a way that we normally couldn't do it. So don't try to do it by yourself. If I have, I have many faults, but one of my major faults is this. I like to do it myself. How many of you guys can identify with that? Don't use the GPS. Don't look at the map. Don't ask somebody for directions. Why? I'm a guy. I can figure it out. Don't read the instructions on how to put that playground together for your kids. I can figure it out. I'm a guy. I think it's a guy thing. And I've realized over the years that that's the wrong way to do it. Now when I go to Ikea and I buy a cabinet, I sit down and I read through the book two or three times trying to familiarize myself with the steps to do. And it usually comes out much better than when I just try to take all these pieces out of the box and put them together and realize the first piece I put on, I put on backwards and now the last piece doesn't fit, so I've got to take the whole thing back apart and start over. Well, the resurrection, Jesus gives us the power to handle the situations and the circumstances of life, and he will be there with us. Philippians chapter 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm glad it doesn't say I can do some things. It says I can do all things. And then lastly, the resurrection means that my future can be secure. My past can be forgiven. My present can be managed. And my future can be secure. John 17, 1 through 5. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on this earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, in the glory which I had with you before the world was. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through, five, 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen to this. To an inheritance incorruptible, and undefiled, and that does not fade away. He is reserved in heaven for you this great inheritance, 
who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The inheritance that we have from God is eternal. It is secure. Nothing can take it away. A stock market crash can't wipe it out. It is secure. John 14, 1 through 4. Here is your future. Drive around Kuwait sometimes and I look at some of these beautiful um, villas and things and I think, man, those are fabulous. Or you drive through Hollywood and you see the, you know, the big mansions of the, the stars and that kind of thing. But listen what Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go you know, and the way you know. You know, I started off the world, you know, this is April Fool's Day that, you know, as Christians we're foolish for believing in a risen Savior. But I think when the end comes and Jesus comes back and we all go to live with him for eternity in heaven and those that don't believe go not to live with him for eternity in heaven but to live with the devil and his fallen angels in hell for eternity, on that day we'll see who was the foolish one and who was the wise one. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is important. Because of the resurrection power, you and I can live a life that God has claimed us for. Would you guys come back up? Would you stand again? We want to sing another song. And during this time, if you want to do your offering, we have a box on both sides. And then we're going to end up the last 10 minutes that we have praying for the city of Kuwait and the nation of Kuwait. Amen.